beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every, every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence Radio Land. Listeners. Listeners, <laughs> th- that too. <laughs> or you too, should I say. Anyway, uh... We're your hosts this morning, Jack and Doreen Canelli, live and engaging, as the lead-in announcement said. And we're happy to have you with us on this Tuesday morning in Fargo. It's kind of, I don't know if it's cloudy or smoky out there today, but uh, we're looking forward to a hot one. Well, actually, we're not looking forward to it. I guess we're just going to get one. Uh, I'm looking forward more to fall when August rolls around than uh, at least more so than Doreen is, but uh, we're happy to have you with us, and um, we're going to start with a prayer, and Doreen will then line up one of her wonderful, oh, two jokes. Okay, well, let's let's begin with a prayer, and uh, we're, we're going to do the Memorare, and that's in honor of this being the Feast of the Queenship of Mary. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I almost had a brief panic in there, thinking that, uh, you know, there are times when you're on the radio or in front of a group and you think you're going to do, you know, something that's really familiar to you, and then you're halfway through it and it's like you forget it. <laughs> that's a scary and, and, moment. And I was hoping, well, I hope Dreen will know to pick up the slack <laughs> if I should fall on this one, but uh, I made it through and you I'm did. happy. I mean, this is kind of my go-to prayer. Yes. Yes. For just about everything, mm-hmm. because I think Mary is such a wonderful intercessor. She is the intercessor. Yes, <laughs> and uh, a shout out to all, at least in Fargo, and I think there may be other uh, Catholic school uh, kids out there that are heading for school or probably at school at this particular point in time of the day. So we want to, you know, say, have a great school year, and uh, in honor of this, Dreen's got some school type jokes i do well hey here's the first one and our guest who is going to be on with us in just a moment uh he's on already in the back he's just being quiet he's welcome to take a stab at the answer to the question okay now i believe our guest was a math instructor if i'm not mistaken i don't know college level that's true i was okay so Tim and Jack, or what is a math teacher's favorite season? Oh, brother, season? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Remember, the, these are pretty these lame are jokes. Tri- these are trick <laughs> questions. Uh, um, f- not fall. No. Some. Some. Er. 
I get oh, it. Oh, some or I get it. Yeah, nice. oh, good. The light goes on. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Let's see if you can top that? that one. Should I see? Okay. Where do surfers go to get their education? Um. Where do surfers go to get their education? Surfers. Education. How about the Board of Education? I don't know. Oh, you're that's close. A good, that's a you're good answer. You're very close. Boarding school. Boarding school. Oh, okay. okay. I think you get credit for a win I, on I that do one. Too. I yeah. do too. Congratulations. Partial credit. I okay. Partial credit. Okay, well, as a demonstration of his intellectual capacity being beyond just mere mortals, we're going to introduce our guest, who is Tim. Tim, you spell your name wrong. You got two S's in there, and you pronounce it Mosher, but it should be Mosser. You know, I, I totally agree with you. Somewhere back in the, in the lineage there, someone must have got hit hard on the head and, uh, <laughs> you know, wrote the letter twice or wrote it backwards instead of two Zs. It was two Ss. So not sure how it happened, but that's what my folks told me, so that's what I'm going Okay, with. well, if Brett Favre can do what he does with the spelling of his name, I think you're, 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 you're easy. <laughs> So I agree. Okay. Well, as I said, our guest this morning is Tim Mosier, and he's no stranger to uh, Real Presence Radio because you've hosted this program before, and I, I think you've been a guest a number of times. So uh, you, I guess we could say you need no introduction, but you know we always have new listeners or people who have just kind of stumbled across the station. So we're going to let you introduce yourself and uh, you know introduce your topic as well. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Jack and Doreen. Oh, and by the way, Jack, when you said Doreen was ready to cover for you, aren't our wives always ready to do that, right? That's right. Just like our blessed mother, right? Always ready to pick us up. That's but right. anyway, my name's Tim Moser. I, I, if you said I have been with Real Presence Radio for quite a long time. Uh, the capacity I'm coming at you today in, though, is I am the Respect Life Director for the Diocese of Fargo. And this is my about almost two-year anniversary now coming up. And when I, when I got the job, Bishop Fulda says, Tim, we want you to teach. We want you to bring the truth of the Catholic Church to a new generation. And, and so that's kind of my task. And so one of the ways I'm doing this, and probably quite honestly, the primary way I'm doing this is, is kind of a two-pronged approach, besides prayer, of course. Number one is to try to find a way that speaks to this current culture. Uh, this current culture, of course, as you know, has, has changed a lot since so when we were young. You know, we used to be what we call objective, you know, there's a rule, okay, I'll follow it, don't always want to, but okay, I'll do it. Now it's like, no, this that's true for you, that's not true for me, I'm going to do my own truth, my own way, what I feel is, is truth, all these kind of things, right? Yes. We had to find a way to do that. And Pope John Paul II uh, had a great way to do it. Uh, he had a beautiful way of reaching into the heart. Asking, what's your heart's desire? What is it you really want? And then helping them see that how, what the world has to offer. Now, things aren't all bad. Right? A good steak is fine. Great conversation is wonderful. Marriage is, is great. But those aren't the ultimate. My wife and I joke around. We look at each other across the table and say, you can't completely satisfy me. Neither can you. <laughs> it's true, though. It is. It, it's true, right? Because how many people look for, either in a drug or an experience or in a spouse, something that will completely fulfill them. We can't because we're made only for union with God. And that's what Pope John, Pope John Paul II did so well, is he really did that. It was just amazing, right? So, so that was one, one thing, find a way to do that. Uh, the, the, the second thing, then, is to, is to connect what's going on, then, inside that heart 
with what's happening in the real world. How does this affect me? And so the bottom line, John, Pope John Paul II does that great, and we want to understand that what he teaches doesn't just apply to, you know, people think of Mary's life, we'll talk about that later, but the idea is, he basically says, what does it mean to be a human person? We understand that, and all these things fall into place. So I'm doing a retreat on September 9th, and that's going to be based on these these teachings. So, Tim, who is um, the target audience for the retreat? Yeah, great question, Doreen. It's anyone 16 and over. All right, and I already have some youth registered, uh, some adults. I have uh, married couples registered. So the target audience is, let me put it this way, any human person, <laughs> 16 <laughs> years or over, because it applies to them. And and, where, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Well, that, that's fine. And so but what, what I'd like to say is what, what's, what's going to happen is that what John Paul II teaches, of course, he's just echoing Christ, of course, but it's going to speak to the human heart, no matter where you're at. I mean, come, wherever you're at, the Holy Spirit's going to use you. You're struggling with this or that, whatever it is. Everyone's going to come in a different place, but the Holy Spirit and Jesus are going to meet you there. So the target audience is anyone over 16, and what we're, what we're doing is simple. We're having a deep, personal encounter with Jesus Christ. That's and, what we're doing. Where will this take place? Yeah, it, it takes place in Hankinson at the Franciscan Retreat Center down there. Um, okay, be, yeah. be, before 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 the end of your segment, we'll make sure to uh, give uh, our listeners uh, the information that they would need in order to uh, to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's not forget that. Sounds good. So, Tim, how do you 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 said you said very 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 confidently that you're going to excuse me, you're going to, um, they're going to encounter Christ. How can you guarantee that? That's a good question. Well, the good thing is, I'm not the guarantor. <laughs> God is. <laughs> and, and, yeah, exactly. Because if it were up to me, they'd encounter a lot of me. And, and so and the, the reason is this, because number one, we're keeping it deeply in prayer. Number two mm-hmm. is we're just structuring this, for instance, the, the basic structure is 8 o'clock, there's Mass. 8.30, we, we have a little social. So, of course, we'll encounter Jesus in the Mass, right? Mm-hmm. Through the reading of His Word, right? The two tables, the table of the Word, the table of the Eucharist, of course, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Then we're going to have a little, um, about half an hour of a light breakfast, a light continental breakfast where we meet each other. The human person, as we all know, as John Paul II taught, is the greatest image of God that he created, right? And so we're going to encounter God through each other. And then when we move on and we start that, the retreat itself, we're going to encounter God. I have pictures, you know, art. Mm-hmm. I have music. I have videos. I have, we'll be breaking open the teachings of John Paul II. And each one of these, the good, the true, and the beautiful, we're going to be encountering Christ. And then also built into this is time for personal prayer. After I'm done bloviating, <laughs> people can take, take it, and, and, and there's time to go into the chapel. Or wherever, or outside, right? Wherever you want to experience Christ, and you pray and you reflect on that. So, in all these different ways, we're going to be encountering Christ. Tim, will you be giving them uh, the people that participate? Will you be giving them uh, like a set of uh, leading or open-ended questions that they'll be given to kind of ponder that will help them move from the busyness and distractions of life into that place where you can encounter Christ? 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's going to be actually uh, three ways that, that they, they can do that at the end. I will have a Bible and catechism references that, you know, so bring your Bible and catechism, by the way. It's B-Y-O-B-C. Bring your own Bible and catechism. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and really it's whatever the Spirit is calling you to. So there'll be Bible verses to reflect on, catechism verses to reflect on. There'll also be quotes from Theology of the Body to reflect on. And yes, then there'll be a question. Maybe none of that speaks to you. It'll then just be a question of, you know, what, what has been your deepest experience of Christ, and, and how has that changed your life, or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So there'll be Bible, catechism, P.O.B., and then, yes, open-ended questions that simply address you where you're at, and you can take it from there. Will they be given an opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit may have um, given them during that time of, of prayer or meditation with each other? Yes. At, at the beginning, so there's six modules that start on the hour and then an hour for lunch. So I should tell you that it starts from 8 o'clock as Mass and we're done at 4. At, at the beginning of each of those segments, I'll simply open it up and say, you know, what did anyone want to share? What, what, what happened? And depending on the size, we, we may do some small groups first, you know, so that you know, people can share. Uh, that kind of depending on the size of, of the group. But there will be opportunities to share with each other, either in small group or large group, what the Holy Spirit was speaking to them and, and how it's starting to transform them and affect them, yes. Now, uh, I guess a popular misperception about the teachings of the theology of the body is that it's only for uh, married love. And it, is that really the case? Because I think since you've opened this up to anybody, it must go beyond that. But I'm going to let you explain. Now, that, that's a great question, Jack, and you are right. It goes far beyond it. The reason that most people think it applies to married love is John Paul II, and quite honestly, and Christ make it clear, marriage is marriage is the most obvious example of loving as God loves. A communion of persons, a communion of love, right? Father loving son, son loving father, giving and receiving that love fully with each other generates a third, the spirit. Well, husband, wife, giving and receiving love totally, fruitfully, in all ways, generates the third of a child. So it's easy for us, easier for us to see this imagery, right? However, we also image God individually, and so the theology of the body will apply to really almost every decision we make. And in my connection to my respect life office duties, I'm going to connect then things to the teaching, the Church's teaching on contraception, divorce, appropriation, artificial reproduction, abortion, euthanasia, gender. So we'll see how, the, how when you understand a human person, how it just opens up everything, and we understand all the Church's teachings. The oh. what, not just the why, not just the what. Okay, well, uh, we, we have to take a break right now, Tim, for, uh, I don't know, a minute or two, for two minutes. And uh, so we ask our listeners to stay with us because we have uh, more to come on the other side of the break with Tim Mosier, and we're talking about this uh, Eucharistic retreat that's pretty much focusing on the theology of the body. And we'll have more of that on the other side, so stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. 
Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In the Gospel of John, Jesus accompanies his mother to a wedding at Cana in Galilee. At that time and place, a wedding celebration lasted several days, but early in the celebration, disaster strikes. They run out of wine. Mary, ever sensitive to others' needs, sees the problem and asks her son to do something. Confident that he will do what is needed, she tells the servants, do whatever he tells you and is proved right. Jesus performs his first public miracle and turns water into wine, not just any wine, but an excellent vintage, bringing honor to his hosts and saving the day. Even now, Mary is telling us to do whatever Jesus tells you. Even now, she points and directs us to her son. Even now, we have a mother in heaven who watches over us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back to this uh, second half of the first half hour of Real Presence Live. And we're talking with Tim Mosier and uh, about his This Is My Body Eucharistic Retreat. And um, I think, Doreen, you had a question to open up with on this segment. Here. Right. Just before the break, um, Tim was sharing with us and our listeners uh, about the, the, in response to your question, about marriage, the the idea that the truest uh, reflection or the truest image of who God is is exemplified in marriage. But from that, um, I was wondering about the title of the retreat. This is my body Eucharistic retreat. And I was uh, hoping, Tim, that you could share with the audience something about that title and what does it mean this is my body eucharistic retreat yeah great question doreen thanks so much uh, so a couple of things probably three different aspects number one it, we're in a eucharistic revival as as most of our listeners know and we don't want this just to be something that's in the head something you know that's just okay it's some kind of principle some kind of something way out there we really want to bring it home so that people can live a eucharistic life and, and what does that mean well the second point then is we look at Jesus. We start with Jesus in the Eucharist, because what does he say at the Last Supper? This is my body given to you. What does he say in John 6? My flesh is real food. Truly, true blood, true drink, true food. The idea is he starts. The whole basis of the theology of the body is because Jesus himself took on a body. Because he took on a body, he expressed himself through his body. He taught, he lived, he gave himself fully to us and leaves us with his body and blood. 
So this Eucharistic retreat then is based on the total gift of self, right? And that we see in the Eucharist, based on a holy communion that's facilitated by the Holy Spirit. So the theology of the body, and I should just say, I need to clarify one thing I probably said. Marriage, just as John Paul II says, is the least inadequate analogy. In other words, mm. you know, analogies always fall short when we come to God, right? Correct. Yeah. So, but, but marriage is probably the least inadequate. However, I also need to emphasize, think of someone like Mother Teresa, a single person, a consecrated person, a priest, they can all be a, give a total gift of themselves as well. It doesn't have to be through marriage, but marriage is just, in our eyes and in our culture, probably the most obvious one. So, then the third thing, how is the theology of the Bible related to the Eucharist, then? The whole, this is my body. You know, since I got married, what, 12 years ago now, it's really given new meaning to me, because I, I was called to marriage. Not till I was 49, by the way. <laughs> so my wife is still rounding off some rough edges, right? But the, the bottom line is, I, I really get it, because now from this perspective, okay, giving of myself from all of and how do I do that? Through my body, okay? By getting up in the middle of the night to help our, our son Romeo, he was wonderful, taking on these parenting duties, giving of myself, the whole idea, theology of the body of the Eucharist, is we are to live now this Holy Communion inspired by the Holy Spirit. So what we want to get out of this is when we go and look at the Eucharist, we understand that, Jesus, you gave yourself fully. But now just don't, don't make it just, again, a theory. And we'll do this at, at, the, uh, at the retreat. We'll ask, name three ways that God is calling you to give of yourself to say, this is my body given to you. And it can be anything, right? What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Family, work, society, culture. Maybe it's a, um, a relationship with a relative or a loved one that's ruptured. I mean, who knows? You know, every one of us has a different thing. But the idea of living this Eucharistic life, Eucharist means Thanksgiving, is number one, be grateful for what God has given you. And number two, make yourself a holy communion of persons by giving of yourself, whether it's in marriage, family, society, whatever it is. It's all related. And of course, it all comes again, comes down to Jesus Christ giving us his body. John Paul II also says, talks about how it's the sacrament of the bridegroom and the bride. I, you know, I can get into that more if you want, but that's, that's how he sees it, and that's how he pictures it. The bridegroom and the bride. He's the bridegroom, we're the bride. We're receiving him, we receive him, and what does a receptive reception of the bride do? Well, it bears fruit, right? It, it forms new life in us. And so just like Mary had the new life of Jesus in her, we're all called men and women to be receptive to God and then bear fruit that lasts however the Holy Spirit wants to do it in us. Beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, just that word, <laughs> that word beautiful makes me uh, think about there have been uh, heresies that have had to be struggled with and corrected in the Church that um, one being body evil soul good um how does john paul's teaching correct that notion that the body first of all is separate from the soul the soul is housed in the body and that um the body is not bad but good well they're they're fully integrated Mm -hmm. too right Right, exactly. And that's the point, Jack. Very good. You guys make a good team. I love this. Yeah, so, so the way I like to frame it is spirit good, body bad. Okay, that's, that's one of the heresies. And what does it mm-hmm. mean? Well, probably one of the most famous ones was called Manichaeism. Mm-hmm. And uh, Augustine fought with that, right? And what does it mean? Well, it says basically this. 
gosh, if we really are spiritual beings, you know, I, I see all these people sinning with their bodies. Isn't the body just something that we have to drag around? And so you end, you end up on being too extreme. But one of the extremes is, okay, well, it doesn't matter what I do with my body, because my spirit is separated from my body. They're really separate and not one inseparable integration, right? Body, soul, unity. Because body, soul, unity, that is the human person. That's the human nature. It's not a body attached to this. No, no, no. It is an integration inseparable, right? Right? And as John Paul even says, the soul is the form of the body. So you have two extremes. One is, well, it doesn't matter what I do with my body then, right? And so we get things like abortion. Well, that's just tissue. I'm just doing something to some tissue. Well, wait a minute. No, you're doing it to a person, right? We're not just a body. We are some body. We are a person, and a person needs to be loved. And so that's one extreme, right? That it doesn't matter what I do with my body. The other one is, I can't do anything good with my body. All right? And so even the idea of procreation is like, well, okay, just just to you know, keep the species going, okay, I guess, but don't start enjoying it. And don't think this is something you really should do. No, John Paul II says, wait a minute. He says, no, no. We're body, soul, unity, right? And what does that mean? Well, I'm a person, so what I do with my body, the body expresses the person is probably the best way that John Paul II says it. So what does it mean? It's so beautiful. Think back, because we're going to go through the history of the theology of the body. One of the places it's original experience is in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, Adam and Eve experienced perfect integration of body and soul. They were in union with God, themselves, each other, and all creation. They were in harmony with all of them. Sin ruptured that. So what John Paul II says is, even though we can't get back to that original state because of sin, there's an echo of it in our hearts. And we all desire to do that. So what can we do? He even says that a husband and wife, for instance, when they're living the beauty and truth of the marital act, it becomes a virginal act. A virginal act when a husband and wife come together? Yes. Why? Because they're taking it in this idea of total innocence, total love, total gift, not nothing for themselves. You see what I'm saying? The Mm -hmm. idea then behind this is to get back to this idea of total gift of self, total reception, not looking to use each other in any way. And so what does that do now? That harmonizes the body, right? Body, soul, unity. What I do with my body, and John Paul II even says, when the two become one, not just one body, right? It's not just a unity of bodies. It's a communion of persons, body and soul. Tim, I have a question about uh, the retreat, another question about, you know, practical mm-hmm. thing. Uh, sure. A, a good friend of ours, Vicki, <laughs> you know, sure, 